This is Faithful Sayings, broadcast by the Leon Valley Church of Christ. So we are back in First Peter, First uh, Peter chapter three, which is an unfortunate chapter break because it's right in the middle of a thought, wherein Peter is discussing various relationships and how Christians within those relationships can influence others for the better uh, through submission. And so up to this point, he's been writing to Christians, reestablishing their identity, or I guess you could say reaffirming their identity as sojourners or exiles in this world, just passing through, characterized by faith in Christ and a willingness to suffer for him. And what that entails is being holy as God is holy, regardless of circumstances, and also in every relationship that we that we have. And the ones that we discussed previously on the podcast were the Christian's relationship to government authority in chapter 2, verses 13 through 17, and then the relationship between slaves and masters in verses 18 through 25. And so this next relationship between husbands and wives is really just a continuation of those um, that that same thought or that same teaching, but it's just a another human relationship that Peter wants to explore with us, and he uh, begins by addressing wives. So, First uh, Peter three, let's pick up there in, in verse one of First Peter three. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair or the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing that you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children, if you do good and if you do not fear anything that is frightening. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way and honor the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. So here in Peter, in addressing wives, will end in the same, ultimately give us the same teaching that he has in mind for servants and masters as well as Christians submitting to government authority. And here again, you have a tough situation where in this case, the one in the um, position subordinate to authority, in this case, the the wife, uh, may have an unbelieving husband, he says. But even so, if that's the case, uh, continue to submit to him because ultimately... It can lead to their obedience. It can lead to them having faith in, in Christ. Just as citizens, Christians as citizens, uh, wherever they are in the world, or Christians as servants or slaves, can subvert evildoers and government can subvert heads of households through their subjection because of their example in Christ and their willingness to suffer for him. So can wives do the same thing, right? He says, even if some of your husbands don't obey the word, they can be one without a word as they see the respectful and pure conduct of their 
of their wives. So this is the sort of thing, again, as in those other relationships, or any, any relationship really for the Christian, this behavior can only come from one whose heart is completely given to Christ. Um, so Peter urges wives who are, are believers to to focus on, you know, he'll say later, you know, sanctify Christ as Lord in, in your hearts. And that's kind of a summation of, it's pointing back to, okay, how are we going to accomplish these things? How, how are we going to uh, behave in this, this way? Well, again, it's by having Christ rule in your heart. And this too is where Peter is telling the ladies to, to focus, right? Let your, your beauty be the hidden person of the heart in verses three and four. Follow the example of holy women of the, of the past, verse five. You know, and verse six, when, you know, he mentions the one specific example of, of Sarah and Abraham and how Sarah called Abraham Lord. In, in the context of that account where you, you find that happening, Sarah um, laughs to herself upon overhearing the angels in Genesis 18. So that's when... God visits Abraham and reveals, okay, you and Sarah are going to have a child with, within a year. Um, that That's Isaac. And when she, you know, hears that, she laughs and she says in Genesis 18, 12, I'm, I'm worn out and my Lord is, is old. And I think Peter's point is, is that even when Sarah is thinking to herself about her husband, and even when she's acknowledging his limitations you know, as a, as an old guy, she's still respectful, and and that kind of respect um, is, you know, it's, you know, anything can be faked, and that includes respect. But the kind of um, respect that God is talking about here certainly stems from an inner attitude of submission. And, and and that is, I, and I think we have to seize upon that because that is the only way these ladies who are in these positions who have unbelieving husbands are going to change their hearts, change, persuade their husbands and win them without a word. Um, and I think that that's what makes it critical, obviously, not only for the, the believing wife, but in, in her own soul, but for to have the kind of influence Peter is talking about, uh, she has to be sincere in, in her own heart. And um, there, there's more to this story. You know, Peter, he doesn't address uh, government officials or masters, uh, but in, in verse, you know, verse seven, he does address husbands now. So in this particular rate relationship, he has something to say to men who may be believers, uh, maybe in the, you know, if the roles are reversed, maybe they don't have uh, believing wives and that, and that too is a difficult situation. Uh, but these husbands who are obedient to the word, Peter offers two imperatives, you know, in order to cause them to 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 be more like Christ. And he says, first of all, live with your your wives in an understanding way. And so, I think, you know, obviously, there's a lot of difference between differences between men and women and the way they think and. You know how you know their social inclinations and so on and so forth, but husbands are to be more, I guess, more thoughtful and considerate of the needs of their their wives than they might be if just left to themselves, right? We know 
Uh, if you, you know, if you're, if you're married, you just, you might make an offhanded comment without thinking and, you know, it, it, it is offensive to your wife or hurts her feelings or, uh, and you not, not even intending to, but it can spiral into this, you know, into a huge argument easily if we get puffed up with pride and say, you know, you shouldn't be upset about that. And I think this is, you know, one scenario where in Peter's counsel, is a safeguard because he's calling us to be considerate of their needs and be considerate of their feelings. Even if you don't think their feelings are are valid or they don't have a right to feel a certain way, it doesn't change the fact that they do feel that that way and it's real to them. And so uh, we should be uh, careful with them and protect them, not just physically, obviously, but, uh, protect them emotionally as as well and be nurturing in that way, cherish them in that way. Um, they are to do this. Husbands are called to do this. Is, is, he says showing honor. It's, it's a way to show honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. You know, so all things being equal, men are physically stronger than the women. And you certainly can simply just run roughshod over them if, if they choose much of the world has gone crazy and just forgotten that very basic point within creation. And so you have men just dominating and hurting women in, in sports now. And people just kind of shrug at that and be like, you know, and it's not a big deal, but the Bible obviously notes the distinction and that's by design. Um, God wants the men who serve him, you know, his design for men was to be, Again, the the protector and the, um, you know, the, the to cherish the wives that they have, uh, and so Peter says, treat them, treat them with respect, is the the new international translation of that. So, to encourage husbands, Peter's also giving us two reasons to follow through. Right, he says, first of all, they're heirs with you. You have to look at them in this way, that they're. Share that they share an inheritance with you of the grace of life. In other words, you're both trying to get to heaven, or that, or that should at least be both of your goals. Um, and so we have, whether you're a man or a woman, husband or wife, you share, if you're a Christian, you share equal standing in Christ, right? Galatians 3, 28, 29, there's neither male nor female, slave nor free, Jew or Greek, etc. All are one in Christ Jesus. So that doesn't mean that um, gender roles are are erased or anything that Peter is saying here with regard to husbands and wives and you know the headship of the husband is in question. You know that's not that's not the point. But spiritually, you know, they're equals, husbands and wives, and so husbands have no right to abuse or mistreat their spiritual equal, but rather help them get to heaven as they should be striving to help help you. And notice he says too, so that your prayers may not be hindered. And so this can affect your worship. Failing to do this as, as a, as a husband can, you know, obviously it's, it's going to be sin. And so that's going to have an effect on your fellowship with, with God and your prayers can be hindered. So, and this is, and this is what Jesus taught as well, that these interpersonal conflicts that we have in, uh, with our with our brethren or with our spouses or whoever, you know, when we sin against them, 
it it impairs worship it because it affects our fellowship with God right Matthew 5:23 and 24 you you're offering your gift you remember your brother has uh, ought against you or reason to be against you well go and first be you know leave your gift go first be reconciled to your brother then come and and offer your gift so if that is true of our relationship with our brethren you know how much more so with our our spouses right with whom we're we're, we're our, our closest relationship on earth, at least it should be, with those whom we are one flesh. And so as we look at Peter's instructions in, in this section, I think one point that immediately stands out is God expects our faithfulness in all areas of life, right? He's, he's addressed specifically the marriage relationship. Of course, the New Testament does elsewhere as, as well. But in Peter's, in the context of Peter's letter, being holy as God is holy, keeping your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, bearing up under suffering, knowing that this finds favor with God. What that looks like specifically is just being being faithful in the day-to-day activities and relationships of, of your life. Whether you're just living as a citizen in a country, in, in the home, in the family, in the uh, marriage itself, right? And, and by living a life of submission to God and subjection to his will we can we exert the power of influence on on others and it exposes and highlights the corrupt values of the world and, and even those closest to us right going back to the original context when Peter was addressing uh, wives right he talks about unbelieving husbands who can be won over and so we we can still have that same effect in our time, this wasn't just something relegated to, you know, first century Christians. Peter was writing to. We we can still have that same influence, exert that same influence in, in our time as we look forward to the life to come. Well, that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in. Please continue to study these things. We'll pick up in First Peter chapter three uh, next time. If you want more resources or you're curious to hear more podcasts on various subjects, you can find them at leonvalleychurch.org. You can email me with questions or comments you may have about uh, these studies or even suggestions you have for studies that you might like to listen to um, at leonvalleychurch at gmail.com, which is also available um, on the website. Thanks again for listening.